You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Ranton Gems Real Estate Podcast. My name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700. <laughs> and my name is MC the Mortgage Guy. Jeez, that's a lot. <laughs> Listen, and my name is Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire, license number 317576. And um, I want you guys to know that today we have a phenomenal episode for you. We have Devon Reeves, okay? The Devon Reeves. And. Um, I really wanted to bring someone on here. Like I said, I met her out and about and she owns a hotel. Let me just say it one more time. She owns an entire hotel and I wanted to have her to come on this podcast, share her gifts, give you guys some steps to help you dream bigger because, you know, we like to play Monopoly around here. So, uh-huh. you know, you buy four houses, you then hotel. you get a hotel. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my hotel. I need to know what to do. I, I think we need to name this episode Monopoly or something it like is. that. It is. Yeah. It's called Monopoly, baby. This is Monopoly. Deemed, deemed and proclaimed Monopoly. It, exactly. Exactly. All right. So let me ask you this first question. Let's get started, right? When did you fall in love with real estate? Well, wow. When did I fall in love with real estate? Probably when I was working as a non-paid intern. A non-paid intern. Yeah, for a hotel consulting firm. Okay. Because I actually got my start off working in the industry, not through real estate, actually working as a front desk agent. So I never thought about owning a hotel, multi for anything. And everyone in my family owned a home, so that wasn't new, right? But um, but my, my love for real estate came working as a non-paid intern. Wow. And how wow. long ago was this? Probably about seven or eight years ago. Damn. So from seven, eight years, you went from non-paid yeah. to hotel owner. Yeah. Shit. That's a gem right there. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't share your story, sis. This is a safe place. We need I mean, to know. I mean, you, you got to work hard, right? And uh-huh. you all know that's why you're on the stage, right? Um, so again, I got my start working as a front desk agent, working at a hotel, working at the Hyatt Regency Atlanta. And I never thought that you could own a hotel because the owners of that particular hotel is the Hyatt. So I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. So after about six and a half years working in the front office, I decided, I was like, I want to do something else. I still want to be in the hospitality industry, but I want to do something else. And so I was like, oh, I want to get into 
asset management. I want to get into the transactional side. I wanted to do something else. And that's when this non-paid internship came, came along. And so I'm working there in the morning because I still had to pay my bills. This was after college. So, and of course, my family was like, wait, Devon, how are you taking a non-paid internship after you graduate from college? Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't work. It's usually the other way around. Mm, yeah. But I knew that my goal wanted to become a hotel owner. Again, Ooh. I didn't know hotels. Real estate, I didn't know I wanted to own a hotel. Right? And so I had to create my own roadmap. There wasn't Google back then. There wasn't, you know... Instagram. I don't think Instagram was really around. There was, was two people on Instagram at that <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, at that time, <laughs> think, it was, think, Instagram wasn't like it is today. Right. right, and then Facebook, I think you still had to have your like college you know, email address to even be on. So it wasn't this community that we have now. So I had to create my own way. And um, working at that, again, that non-paid internship, that's when I learned about commercial real estate. Uh, that's when I learned about feasibility studies. That's when I learned about public-private partnerships. You know, because our clients at the time, they own thousands of acres of land. Mm -hmm. You know, they're coming into meetings on their own private planes. And I'm mm. like, oh, wait, this is the life I want to be, right? Okay. See? Okay. And so they were like, you know, we want to we wanna own hotels. Just playing Monopoly again in real life. And so I left working at the, the uh, working full time at a hotel and I took that job full time. So I was there for about two years. And I wanted, again, I wanted something larger. I wanted to work for a larger firm. And that's when I moved to Boston. And that's when my eyes opened to really owning hotels. I mean, the reason why, because I was working on behalf of owners. I was working in asset management. So I was learning about financing, right? Okay. Um, I was learning how people understand leverage. Okay. Um, learning how these larger companies, you know, they're essentially not really using their money to buy. I'm OPM. like, wait a minute. OPM. OPM. But they're doing the OPM on like a billion dollar level. Right. We, so what we want to do is we want to slow this down. Yeah. Can we just make sure we drop a gym where we always forget the value of unpaid things. We want to get paid to be a part of everything. And she took an unpaid position just to get the game. Yeah. She took yeah. an unpaid position. And now eight years later, she owns her own hotel. How long were you unpaid for? Three months. For three months. Okay. So, so 90 days. A 90 day. I like that. I like that. So uh -huh. what's the first step? Like, how do we go from, because we talk multifamilies, you know, everybody talks one, two duplexes, triplexes, quads, you know, 10 family units, but hotel, that's just a whole different ballgame. Well, you got to start with your mindset. Oh, talk about the Come mindset. On. You got to start with your mindset. So, you know, it, it's it's like, like Monopoly, right? So you own, you literally buying the block. So, but you have to wrap your brain around that I can actually own this hotel. Because a lot of people don't realize, realize that a hotel is an operating business sitting on real estate. So mm. that's why it's so attractive because not only are you owning the land, you're owning the building, and now you're owning the business. Mm. You know what I mean? And so you have to get your mindset and you have to wrap your brain around when you actually stay at a hotel that you can actually own it, right? Because people don't, because we don't, I mean, I didn't grow up thinking I could own a hotel. I didn't inherit one. But it wasn't until I started to expand my network and I started to, joined different organizations that were very diverse. It wasn't people that all looked like me. I was literally the only one in the room. But that's why I learned about hotel ownership is people my age who were inheriting hotels, who were working for hotel ownership groups. And essentially, so I had, I had to change my mindset. I had to get out of my, my own way and be like, you know, they can do it, I can do it too. So I've always been curious. So I had to be curious. I had to ask questions. I had to be creative. Um, essentially, I think you mentioned before in a previous episode, I didn't see anyone who essentially looked like me. Mm -hmm. So I had to I had to figure it out. But I had to start. I had to and I had to I had to speak it with convic conviction. Right. Mm -hmm. I had to say, OK, I want to be a hotel owner. I want to do this. I want to I want to create wealth for myself and for generations that I'll never meet. But I have to believe it. Right. Because people, you know, they, they say it, but you have to believe it. So going back to that mindset. Mindset, first step. That's the first step. step then the second step, finances. So let's talk about let's finances. Let's talk about finances. You got to get your finances together. Okay, right? so what do we need right, to buy a hotel? How much money do we need? Well, it depends on the hotel. Mm -hmm. I know okay. you're going to hear me say that word a lot because it does depend. Okay. All right. Right? So you can get, I've seen hotels selling for 450000 Wow. Wow. How many, how many rooms? It's like... 16 rooms. It's what? in the middle of nowhere, you know. Oh, okay. It's but, not like a, it's, it's like a motel. It's not really a hotel. It's a okay, motel. Okay, it's a motel. Yeah. Okay. I've worked on deals where the hotel sold for a billion dollars. Oh, wow. Damn. Right. Now so, we're talking. So that was my portfolio while I was in Boston. I had a billion dollar portfolio. So that's what I'm saying. It, it, it all depends. 
But starting off, I always recommend first time hotel owners uh, to look into something that's probably less than eight million. Um, so that way you can take advantage of the SBA loan, you know, and you and so let's talk about wait SBA a minute. There's loans. a what? There's an SBA loan about a hotel. Oh, yeah. Let's break huh. this down, please. Break this, wait, wait a minute. We're going too fast. <laughs> that's too late. Yes. Okay, wait a minute. Let me slow down. Wait a minute. Let me slow down. Okay, okay. wait a minute. So I want to own a hotel. I got my mind right. I've already decided I, I am capable. I am able. I, I am deserving. And I'm ready to buy a hotel. My recommended price point is $8 million. And SBA is going to help me buy buy that home, yeah, buy that hotel. Let's talk about it. How much financing are they going to give you on that? Uh, typically, you know, uh, ten to twenty percent. I would say start off with like twenty percent down. So they'll SBA will finance an eight million dollar hotel Probably with twenty percent down. I would say maybe not eight, maybe like five to seven, just to be on the safe side. Five so to seven. Five million. to seven million dollar deal with twenty percent down with an SBA loan. And then you can get other, 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 you know, some some deals I've seen where they work with their local banks. Damn. So mm. now you get the SBA, the eighty percent, and now you can do a, what's called a capital stack, mm-hmm. and you stack the money. You can get more money from other banks to bridge or that gap. Or you can gap. bring in investors. Talk about this, Queen. We need you, to know. I mean, yeah, yeah let's can, sit back. Let's listen. Yeah, yeah. Just, just break <laughs> this all down. I mean, you, you, you can bring in investors. A lot of people don't realize, you know, that you can use your retirement to invest in deals. You can use life insurance to invest in deals. So people don't realize, like, the stuff that I'm, I'm, I didn't realize this, but until I was around these circles, right? When I realized the true definition of OPM, that they really, they weren't using, they were leveraging in there. Because... Hotels is a long-term investment. So anybody who's trying to get into hotels, this is not a quick rich. This is not an overnight flip. This is like you looking at three to five years. And then also going back to the steps, mindset, finance, but then what's your ownership thesis? So set up your criteria. So if you know that you want to stick with something that you can get something like a, a, an SBA loan or uh, you want to work with your community bank and they can provide financing for you if you're able to attain it, um, you need to you need to figure out your criteria. What type of brands you want to look into? You know what type of what's the location? It's real estate. Location is the key, right? Right. Remember that four hundred and fifty thousand. That was yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Okay. That's why it was four hundred and fifty thousand. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But if you're talking about something in downtown Atlanta, you're not getting anything for four hundred and fifty thousand. Right. Nothing. So when you're evaluating, so you're like, okay, listen, I want to I want to buy my first hotel. So I have my financing. So financing is in order. Just take us down with it. Like, is that kind of like the same thing, like buying a house? Financing is in order that way or another way? Got to get pre-approval. Broker's not going to talk to you. If, if it's your first time buying a hotel, same thing. If you talking to someone who wants to buy a house, mm-hmm. I want to buy a house. Okay, I need your pre-approval. Right. Okay. So same thing with the hotel. If you're looking to talk to a broker, okay. they want to see your pre-approval. Where do they find these brokers? Um, brokers. Um, there are major brokers. Uh, a good friend of mine. He he's a broker. Uh, he works for Paramount Lodging Advisors. Um, Say that one more time. Paramount Lodging Advisors. Um, another uh, hotel broker is um, Marcus and Milchap. Uh, Hunter yeah. Advisors is here in, in Atlanta. So there are a lot of um, um, hotel brokers. There's only I think about four. Black hotel brokers. Mm. And one of um. my friends, I'm giving him a shout out. His name is Omari Head. Uh, he's the hip hop hotel broker. Very good friend of mine. He's the trans- hip-hop, the who? That's the hip hop hotel, bro- hotel broker. Okay, so you can find that that person's uh, on, on social Instagram. media. Yeah, All right. yeah. <laughs> he stayed drop, dropping gems. But um, he's transacted actually over 140 hotels. Wow. That's amazing. We may need to get him on the pod. Need to, yeah, you need to bring him on. He's dope. Yeah, no, that's crazy. But um, so finding a broker, um, actually starting off before you get to a broker, you want to actually work with like a, a consultant or an asset manager um, because then they can help you find a broker. Right. OK. Um, because a lot of time when people get into hotels, they think, oh, I've done so many multifamilies. I've done so many houses. It's the same thing. I can do it myself. No, you need to get people who have experience in hotels. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because how are you analyzing these deals? Like, what's the formula? I can't remember the term off the top of my head. Par revenue. Oh, Revpar. Revpar. Rev yeah. Right. What's so, Revpar? So Revpar stands for revenue per available room, and essentially that's just the metric to, to show you how healthy your hotel is performing, um, and essentially what you can use it as a benchmark. Mm-hmm. Um, so the three top KPIs that we look for in the hotel. What's KPI? Wait, a KPI. <laughs> thank Slow you. It thank down. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for that because I just go on. But a KPI is stands for Key Performance Indicator. Okay. And so essentially, what that is, you use that to track that. Anybody who's in business, they should be using some type of KPI to track whatever their performance, yeah, yeah. to measure their performance. 
And so essentially that's what a KPI is. And so the top three for hotels is um, occupancy. Mm-hmm. And so occupancy is, I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a 100 room hotel, mm-hmm. right? And 50, 50 rooms have checked in. Now you're at a 50% occupancy, right? And so then another metric would be ADR. And that stands for average daily rate. Okay. And so essentially what that is, that is all, it is so many different rate codes in the hotel. So let's say you're here for a conference. That's a rate code. Let's say, you know, you're traveling on AARP. That's a rate code. So now you're getting the average of all those different rates. Um, and, uh, and that'll determine as far as like how your performance um, year over year, how you're comparing to other hotels, how you're performing in the market. And then how you get to RevPAR is a combination of occupancy and ADR. Wow. So, Love it. so like when people book for blocks of rooms, for weddings and things, that that's all considered in these metrics. Correct. Yep. That's okay. all considered in these. Yep, exactly. So ADR. So if a wedding block came, they'll have their own rate, right? Well, mm-hmm. they should if they negotiate it. So they have a negotiated rate. You know, if you just walk in, there's a walk-in rate. If you're, you know, flying, oh. if you're working for a crew, it's so many different rates um, as far as a family reunion rate, right? Mm. Wow. You know how if you ever gone to a family reunion? <laughs> yes. And you, and you have a special rate code that use it to track it, right? And so all of those are combined. Well, not combined, but those are, um, those are, I won't say negotiated, but it, it just gives you an idea of all the different rate codes. And um, you use it at the, at the end of the year, the end of the month, at the day, just to, just to track and see how your hotel is performing. So once you have all these metrics, then from there, the broker, um, the hotel broker would determine what type of financing we can approve for. What, that's a great question. So and go, as, I'm glad that she brought that up. That's another reason why you need to get someone who understands hotels, because all those metrics that I just spit, spit out. Mm-hmm. You do it all without breaking a sweat and you do it all in style from being a boss exec to getting the kids ready for school, checking homework, family dinners, lunches and brunches with your day ones, trips to the salon and weekend getaways are anything but a getaway. That's why Infinity fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' basketball practices, not to mention your side hustles, it's all done with grace. The all-new Infiniti QX60 has available features like seating for up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front seats. It's the SUV designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. You don't understand hotels and you're looking to evaluate or you're looking to sell a hotel, you could possibly be having your client buy a hotel that's overvalued and Mm. see how hotels are evaluated. They're really evaluated based off the business. The real estate, yeah, but it's really the business, right? And so it's three things that makes a hotel successful. Location, brand, and operator, Right. And so those are what banks are typically looking at. Right. Mm -hmm. If you got all three and you have someone who has experience owning, I mean, managing a hotel, because at the end of the day, you a mortgage. All they care about is just getting that money back. That's a fact. That's all banks care about. Right. Are you going to pay your debt service? Am I going to. That's it. Anything outside of that. What's debt service for those who don't know? Debt service is mortgage. It's just okay. a mortgage. Okay. Yeah. So when you talking about now, I got now I have gotten my stuff together. Mm-hmm. I found me some investors. So most people do find investors or get backing to buy that first hotel, right? Oh, for, I've yet to see a hotel where it was one person. I've yet. Even so you basically that we do crowdfunding on our end. We need to get our minds around, you know, because there's some people like I don't want to invest with other people. But if you had that mindset, would you you wouldn't recommend them to get into the if, hotel business? If Fortune 500 companies invest with others, why can't we invest with others? Mm. That's a gym. Can, can you say that loud? Say it louder because yeah, we yeah, always yeah. act like we can't work yeah, together. We, we yeah. cheers to that cheers one. Cheers to that one. Because collaboration is greater Thanks. than competition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. collaboration is I, is, I say that all the time over, over competition, right? So people, that's another thing going back to that mindset where we feel like that we have to do everything on our own. No, and I kind of thought that too. And so again, working in a non-pay intern, working in asset management, working in consulting, and I started to see these billion, multi-billion dollar firms working with other people. Mm, mm. I said, wait a minute, y'all don't need them. You don't even need a bank to buy a hotel. That's a fact. Like they buy for this one company, they bought a over $400 million hotel. They didn't need a bank but they understand leverage 
And they brought in other investors. So they understood that they want to use other people's money and keep their capital where their capital well, is. Less risk. A lot of people don't. A lot of people. When you put all your your eggs in one one bag, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And something happens. Now that's all that risk associated on you. But now if you spread the risk, that's less risk on your your portfolio. Mm. I love that. So. Let's talk about the crowdfunding part, because I just want people to know, like, one step. So when you're looking at different hotels, what hotel brands would you say would be good for a beginner hotel investor? And um, I know you looked all over the country all before you even found the hotel that you're in. So we're gonna, this is one question, then we get to the second one. Give them three hotel brands that you feel like will be good for beginner investors when it comes to owning a hotel. That's a great question, and I'm going to ask you a question to clarify. It depends on your strategy, your investment strategy. Do you want to focus more on cash flow or do you want more of a buy and hold? I want the cash. I want, you want cash the cash flow. <laughs> cash is king, baby. I can say that with all honesty. Yeah, okay. Cash okay. Flow. And the reason why I'm saying that because it's two different strategies. Well, break them down both. So okay. I'm going to do, do the first one is cash flow. So if you want to do cash flow, ooh, the top three. Oh, my gosh. Top three, I would say, I would say a choice property. Okay. Choice, choice, choice brand. So I don't know if you ever heard of like Comfort Inn and Suites yeah, or Cambria. Yeah. Um, all of those are a part of choice. And the reason why I say choice, because they actually, they're one of the very few brands that actually has an initiative to encourage African-Americans to own a hotel. Mm. They oh, actually have it. an incentive in place. Shit, why we didn't know that? They, we didn't know that. We, we know, know that. now. We know now. How, that's the damn show, Jim, because why are they not out here marketing this to us and we can know these things? Well... Industry, I, I love our hospitality industry. They market within the industry. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> like you know, the rich get richer, huh? Basically, you know, it's just and, and see, and I'm a different generation. I'm a different color, mm-hmm. right? So I have a different a different platform. So, um, but I'm here to say that, yeah. So, okay. so, um, so choice, choice, choices, and the reason why because they have more of what we call um, economy brands, and those are like your. Um, a, a Cono Lodge, um, you know, again, cash flow. You know, the Indians own over 50% of the hotels in the United States, the really? Indian community from India. And the reason why, because they start off with cash flow, that cash flow model, starting off with like a, a Cono Lodge or a Motel 6. So that's why I'm starting off with, and then cho- the reason I'm saying choice, because they have the incentive program. So then probably the next brand, ooh, I would actually say Motel 6. Okay. Motel, Motel 6. 6 is a part of uh, G6. That's the brand. Um, look at Motel 6. I don't know if they have any incentives for African-American, but that's a good place to start. Right. Um, I'm sure everybody has driven by and seen some of Motel 6. Absolutely. And I always wonder how they stayed in business. But then when you think <laughs> yeah. about it on the other side, <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody got to they got to stay somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. that owner is very happy. I'm sure. I'm that pretty sure. Very happy. That owner. And, t- and that's how they start their portfolio with that model, starting off with that cash flow. Because uh-huh. th- think, think about during COVID. It was all these truck drivers. I know exactly what happened. And, and when they needed a place to stay, where they stay? Right. Yeah, they, they're not staying at the same Regis. They're not staying at the same Regis. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they staying at the same not. Regis. They're staying right at that Motel 6. Mm. They may stay at that Comfort Inn and Suites. That's what they're saying. Mm. And they were staying at, And actually, here's another gem. Those type of hotels performed very well during COVID. Because mm. affordable. That. Affordable. And just think about it. You know, families who are driving from, you know, New York to Florida to Disney World and stuff. This is pre-COVID and post-COVID. And they see a nice, comfortable, you know, Motel 6 or, you know, Comfort Inn and Suites or Hampton Inn or something on the side of the road. Something that's affordable for them to stay and feed those kids. That's where yeah. they're going to stay. Man, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, because... Because MG wants to be where the Wagyu is. He yeah, wants, yeah, MG yeah, want yeah. to be at the St. Regis. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's That's you can stay there, but then you can own a company in the suites. No, that, that can pay for my stay at the Regis. <laughs> That's Regis. the thing. Yeah. House hack. It's house hacking. <laughs> hotel, hotel hacking. Hotel hacking. <laughs> okay, so, so can we hack a hotel? Can you hack? Yeah. Like, actually, you can. Come on, Talk to us. You, you, she you didn't got, you finish got my attention. Three. She didn't finish number oh, three. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, Let's go to, to the third one. one. Yes. I'm right now. I'm, I'm, well, so, I'm the, mentally the, taking notes. So, okay, so we have, I said choice. I said Motel 6. And I, the next one, oh, it's so hard. I guess Wyndham? Wyndham. Okay. Wyndham will be good. Mm. Um, the reason why Wyndham will be good, um, they have Days In. 
what other brands do they have? I've seen That's tons of Days Inn in the streets. Days Inn, oh. Days Inn been around, you know, since our grandparents didn't lie. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Been growing up. Yeah, So real. it's just, it's, it's a brand, it's an established brand, um, good cash flow. Um, Microtel, they have Microtel and the Wyndham brand. Um, so, oh, ooh, can I add a Ford? Go ahead. Yes. Bonus. So Ford Bonus. would be uh, a Best Western. I've seen those everywhere. I've seen them everywhere. And the reason why I would say Best Western, because Best Western, they so think of the other three that I mentioned, the first three brands, think of them as banks and think of the Best Western as a credit union. So mm. Best Western has more of a, a membership model. Mm. So that's why I would say uh, a Best Western. Perfect. See? That's a gem. That's a gem right there. Four Bonus gems. gem. Four gems. Y'all got that? Shit, we're about right. to get some hotel money in this exactly. place. Exactly. <laughs> we're trying to get the hotel money. So, go ahead, Keanu. So, I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Now, I ask those questions. You got No, to. I wanted to know about, like, hacking, right? Because I'm all about house hacking and things so, of that nature. It's so like, funny. Like, I didn't even think about it until you said it. But that's actually how the, a lot of these communities, they, they grew their portfolio because they lived in the hotel. Them and their family, they all work in the hotel to save, you know, labor and cost and everything. And yeah, essentially, there's a lot of the older hotels, the newer hotels you won't see. They have typically what you call like an owner suite or the GM suite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like an actual like apartment, like kitchen, washing, everything in there. Um, it's just that with a lot of the newer hotels, um, the um, owner suites are in the buildings. But if you find like the exterior corridors, like where you have to like you go into your room from the outside, that's when you see a lot of the uh, general manager suite where you can live in. So, yeah. Interesting. So yeah. buy the hotel, live in it. Hire your family. Hire your family. You bring, or you can <laughs> what you could do. And this is a gym. You could bring your general manager to incentivize your general manager, because, again, you don't want to you don't want to be in there checking folks in and doing all the work. You bring in your general manager, give them as part of their compensation package, and they can live in the the hotel. Jim. Damn. Jim. Yeah, super gems. I, I like this so far. So, <laughs> yeah, this is this is interesting because now my mind is just sitting here like. Why, why do you think I said, "Listen, yeah. Davon"? She always I, no. I, my my head was spinning every time I sit down with her. My head just gets spinning because I'm thinking, "Why was I thinking so small?" You know, so I hope that you guys are feeling the same way. It's like, why was I, why was I limiting myself? No, that's a fact because I never thought in a million years about ever owning a hotel, even thinking about buying a hotel. And now from what you're telling me, like, this makes a lot of sense to me to to own a hotel. I wouldn't say limited. It was more so the exposure and the knowledge. Absolutely. We don't talk about owning hotels in our community, right? We talk about buy your house, keep it in, you know, keep it in the family, pass it down, you know, save grandmama house. But in any community, they have hotels floating around like it's nothing. I'm telling you, it's people who own hotels that are like 19. What? Wow. Exactly. That's why I had to say youngest African American. I was very specific with that because it's the Indian who owns a hotel. Like this one of my girlfriends, she's way younger than I am. She owns like three hotels. Because they inherit them. Generational wow. wealth. Generational wealth. Wow. So I was like, you get a hotel, you get a hotel. You... Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> Damn, they like Oprah. Exactly. Exactly. Oprah like literally. And so what? Now they they have a different mindset. So they like I want a Days in. I want a True by Hilton. Damn. You see so, what I'm saying? So they, they like upgrade. I want to hide it now. Mm. Damn. So so from a cost perspective, right? Like expenses. Like how expensive there. is it is to run a hotel? There. Because I know we're talking all this good <laughs> stuff, right? Because I'm just thinking about when I stay in hotels. I mean, I've been to hotel parties. They threat, we threat, like it's crazy sometimes, Trash. right? Trashing that's a, that's it. That's an expense. Like, how does that work? <laughs> because that got to kill your bottom line, especially with COVID. You know, people wasn't traveling like they are now. America's opening up. People are traveling, but people took a lot of losses yeah. in the hospitality industry. So right. how did COVID really affect your business? Well. And expenses and everything like that. Well, we actually acquired the hotel during COVID. Mm. Mm. Turned the pandemic to, to a pandemic, pandemic, baby. Yeah, that's yeah, a we actually acquired gym. it. I told y'all it was pandemic season. You did. You since buying hotels during the, the pandemic. The whole entire hotel. Talk to us about this. So we, 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 you would understand this because you were in the mortgage business. Uh, we, we uh, took advantage of a, uh, I, I mean, this is a true, true gem. I'm like, they need to take the course for what I'm about to say. Okay, come so on. Just, come you on. can share just enough. Come just on. give them just enough. Uh, but you, you're familiar with note sales. And yes. 
yes. shoes. Yes. And that's, that's essentially how we took advantage of our... Um, What's the subject two for those who don't know? So a subject two is essentially what that is, is you're taking over the mortgage, right? You're mm-hmm. taking over the debt. Um, and so um, essentially what we did, the previous owner, uh, you know, due to COVID and had other properties, um, one of the hotel that we required wasn't able to hold on to it. And so we were able to take advantage of what is called a note sale. So for those who are looking to get into the hotel business, I'm starting to see more and more hotels that are being for sale using note sales. And essentially, you just take over. You just take over the note. It's like you're one person in it. So the original seller is in the driving, you know, you know, the driver's seat. And then I come over. I'm like, hey. And so either <laughs> either the, the, the new sell, the old seller sits in the driver, sit in the passenger seat or gets out. But either way, now I'm now in the driver's seat. I'm the driver the mortgage, now with the mortgage. Look at me. Yeah. I'm the captain now. <laughs> You're the captain now. I love wow. it. That's I love interesting. it. So when you, you didn't do think this. about it. Look, I'm looking, no. I'm looking at your mind. Because you're like, like, wait a minute, what? I can do this all day. Listen. So you can assume somebody's note. Oh, yeah. In the hotel world. Oh, yeah. What kind of terms do they offer? Because they ain't throwing your fixes. Oh, no. <laughs> what they offering? Five years, seven a, year, a, ten a, year? Come on, Queen. Talk to us. Oh, I forgot. I'm trying to think. I got so many deals in my head. I'm trying to think of the terms that we got. That's what I'm talking about. Sis got so many deals oh, in no, my head. Oh, no, I am. I'm really thinking. I don't want to say the wrong, I don't want to say the wrong deal. The, the, I will say this one deal that we had to pass up, the deal definitely wasn't favorable. It was a note sale. I'm, I'm still sad about this one. It was a portfolio sale. Okay. Let me tell you how good these note sales are right Come now. Come on. All right, guys. So look. I want you guys to join our community. The Rants and Gems Certified Gem Dropper Community is the place to be. Rants and Gems is more than a podcast. This is a community and a movement like no other. And our listeners, we want to make sure that you guys are shattering your real estate goals. Now, if you're a part of the Certified Gem Dropping community, not only will you get access to all the episodes before we drop them, okay, you're also going to get first dibs on our pop-ups, our networking events, discounts on Rants and Gems merch, Coming soon. You do it all without breaking a sweat. And you do it all in style. From being a boss exec to getting the kids ready for school, checking homework, family dinners, lunches and brunches with your day ones, trips to the salon, and weekend getaways are anything but a getaway. That's why Infinity fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' basketball practices, not to mention your side hustles, it's all done with grace. The all-new Infiniti QX60 has available features like seating for up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front seats. It's the SUV designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. Also, discount ticket prices to the live and Rants and Gems live experience and other events featuring Kiana and myself. Not only will you get all these perks, but you're also going to get live Q&As every single month from past guests. So look, hit the link in the description of this video. Join the Rants and Gems certified gem dropping community today and don't get left behind with your real estate goals so tap in with us kiana and i are waiting to speak to you guys peace this is not we, we didn't close on it it didn't work out but it was the note was 10 million but it was worth 20 million oh wow okay. it was a two two hotel portfolio 10 million the note but it was actually valued at 20 million Mm. Why didn't so, that close? The seller. The seller. He backed so, out. It just made it. He didn't. He didn't want to. He didn't want to get out the car. Remember that analogy yeah, I was saying. Yeah, okay. Wanted, so so sometimes he wanted to stay in the passenger seat and then tell you how to drive and then be in the back. It was just a lot. Yeah. Uh, so it just didn't work out. Okay. Got it. So you yeah. got to get out the car. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So you want me to now. drive? Then I got to take directions. But you messed up your hotel. That's why we in this position. You know what I mean? So it was just. It just didn't work Damn, out. Damn, so you can really sit out here and find distressed hotel owners. All the time. How do we find that? You know, having relationships with the bank, um, having relationships. It's all about relationships, you know, relation or service providers, debt service providers. Um, having relationships with lenders, having relationships with management companies and owners. You know, a lot of times owners don't even use. When you get to a certain level, 
you don't really deal with broker. You deal with only certain brokerage firms that can handle those sophisticated deals. So sometimes I get wholesalers. Um, you cannot. I'm saying this. You cannot wholesale a hotel. Oh, I, I was about to ask that. I'm like, so wait, how, wait. How, how you cannot. I'm works? saying this again for somebody to come to my inbox. <laughs> you cannot. And I can spot them. Like we can. T- people, hotel people can spot wholesalers. And so you can't wholesale a hotel. Oh. It's kind of like taboo. It's not. It's not the thing to do. No, it's not. I mean, for one, because you buy, you don't even know how to evaluate it. Like, you Got know it. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember one time somebody trying to sell me like a Ritz Carlton on a Word document. I'm like, what are you doing? This is <laughs> on legit a word doc- on a Word document. You know, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? So basically, she's saying, don't do not get it. This this is a very very valuable seat. She is. She is the captain. Come over here with knowing what you know in your stuff, right? Yeah, because I mean, nobody's going to take you. Yeah, nobody. Because another thing is with brokers, you know, they because you want to have control of the deal. So wholesalers, you working with the broker. Like I've seen wholesalers who came to me because typically the hotel world is small. So we've seen the deals before. I can just call up a broker like, you know, this deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a wholesaler try to sell me the deal from the broker of the broker. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, they doing so that's they not doing too much. much. So good thing yeah. so one thing about the hotel industry, it sounds like to me you gotta have the right relationships. Yeah, you you gotta to. be a part of the right organization. Yeah. So let's just talk bottom line numbers. When you are evaluating a hotel, now you say this is for the long haul. Yeah. You know, this is not like flipping a house and making me six figures real quick. Yeah. But everybody gotta get paid. I mean you looking beautiful today. Well, you, you showed I, up. I, I mean I say you know, I was gonna, looking I, like I, I money. I was going to stage with, 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 with Miss Kiana. I was like, I, I, I better come correct. Look, I can't keep up, so I ain't even going to try. Like, so, so let's just talk about, like, how do you evaluate your hotels and what, is, what are the potential um, profits um, that you can get from just, just, just a typical hotel, like, you know, humbly speaking, a $5 million hotel because you, because it, it sounds like to me a $5 million hotel is just like, it's like somebody buying a $100,000 house. Yeah, it is. Ooh, it, is. <laughs> it really is. Like buying a hotel, when you get in a hotel community, it's like you bought a house. It's like, it's really not a big deal. Um, it's like, oh, congrats. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have one and they're like, oh, I got 50. It's, you know, it's not yeah. a competition, but it's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Humbly speaking. It's humbly really speaking. humbly speaking. Yeah, I got 50. Yeah, literally, that's exactly how they say it. Yeah, I got 57. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, as far as, so I'm more of a buy and hold person. Okay. And so um, typically, typically the margins I look for, margins, really the percentages or ROI, that or ROI stands return on investment. I typically look for, um, going back to my ownership thesis or investment criteria, I look at at least 20% return on investment. Um, I look at uh, brands. I'm not really brand agnostic. Like I can, as long as the the brand makes sense, right? Depending on a, really, I'm more of a location person, mm-hmm. right? So going back to what I say before, location, brand, and operator. So I'll talk about my hotel. My hotel is in Oklahoma. It's in El Reno. It's on the make now. El Reno. It is nothing in El Reno. It's beautiful. Actually, I should go visit. It's a beautiful lake. <laughs> it's a great hotel. It's a Hilton 85 room. So actually, yes, it is. But the hotel is next to an interstate. It's like literally along the interstate, a major interstate. So again, a lot of these truck drivers, a lot of people driving back and forth. So that's why it's a great location. Um, brand. Um, so I look at, so it's, it was a Hilton brand. Hilton is number two in the world. Um, operator. We actually brought in the operator. We brought in Commonwealth. Um, so they operate the day to day. So that's why I'm able to sit here and say to you beautiful people. I love it. Because Commonwealth, they're doing an amazing job running the day to day operations. Um, so as far as those are the things that um, I look for as far as value add opportunities, um, a distress, what a distressed property looks like. It looks like if we can come in, if I can come in and bring an operator, it depends on if the market can hold it, um, how much renovation I had to put in. So. You, I, I don't know how it works in, I think it's an ARV and resident. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we don't talk like that in hotels. So there's sometimes like I have to like yeah. try to understand. But um, so we call PIPs. So PIP is like a renovation. So PIP stands for property improvement plan. Okay. Right. Okay. And so that means we're seeing, you know, how much it would cost if the hotel needs renovated. My hotel didn't need, need renovated. It was built in 2017. We were acquired in 2020. So it's a fairly new hotel. Uh, typically, brands they want you to renov- They have brand standards. I don't know if you sometimes you've gone to different hotels and one day it's like, oh, 
oh, they changed and they got this new sofa and they have yes. this new design because yeah. they meet the different brand standards that as an owner you have to pay for it. Okay. So one thing about being a hotel is the franchise. So you're buying into a franchise, right? Mm. And so you have to abide by their rules if you want to be a part of their franchise. It can be expensive. So that's why I said choice because the the you you're the it's not as expensive as a Marriott and a Hyatt and a Hilton. So it's a little bit more feasible for someone who's just getting into the space as far as managing that that pit. So if I buy a hotel mm-hmm. and I buy through a brand, mm-hmm. now I have to buy the franchise also with that brand and pay franchise fees as well? Yeah, you'll have to pay a franchise. Yeah, you, yeah, you have to buy, um, if anyone who's familiar with franchising, yeah, so you buy into the franchise, you have to um, apply. Um, so they could decline you, essentially. And you won't get your application back. Your application money back. Oh, you got to pay? And how, how much How much pay? is your application fee? It can start from, you know, five figures to six figures. What? For a fucking application? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six figures. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I done lost. I done forgot we was even on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I done lost my breath. Wait so, a minute. So it's expensive. So some people, you know, I, I'm very transparent. If you want to get into this space, you definitely want to have. Um, oh, so you mean there's no 100% finance or no money down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There's no grant programs for this? No, no grant program. <laughs> now, there are incentives. Let me, wait, I'll take that back. Okay. So if you want to develop, it actually. It develop, developing a hotel, it costs more to acquire, but there are more incentives. Okay. So you can get, um, you know, incentives depending on if your local, you know, municipality, if they're in need for a new hotel. Um, sometimes the brands, they'll work with you. But again, you have to work with someone who's experienced. Because sometimes if you don't know, you don't know what to ask for. Like some people, they wouldn't even know to go to the city and ask for tax incentives. Experienced developers know. But mm. people who are just starting out, they, they wouldn't know. So you get the tax incentives from the state or the county. Yeah, wherever. if they have it available. Yeah. Tax abatements and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, if they have it available. So that's so those that's where we that's where we're tra- we're just trying to find where the money reside. You yeah. know, we're like, okay, I own this hotel. So now you're talking about, you know, a lot of that has a lot to do with your vacancy rate. Mm-hmm. Has a lot to do with your rate and how you kind of get all these other programs out here. So you got the walk-in rate, and I didn't even know that. So you just charging me an extra fee because I walked in the door. But if I walk Sometimes. outside and go on the app, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get charged a different fee. You get cheaper. Yeah. And that's why they have like all these different websites. Yeah, all these different apps and stuff. Yeah, it's just a disruptor. Yeah. I mean, some hotels even use Airbnb to market their their Ooh, use. speaking of Airbnb, Let's since, since you brought it up. Can we since, Airbnb the hotel? Since you brought it up, exactly. I mean, I've seen hotels that Airbnb their rooms. I've seen some hotels meeting space that was on Peer Space. What? Yeah. Damn. All it is is just another revenue stream. Like you on there uh, looking for a space, I might as well add my hotel. So if you're in a brand, they don't restrict you. It depends now. Okay. It, it, it depends. It depends on which brand because you have to follow the rules. So it it depends. Um, yeah, it's not like this is a lot. Yeah. yeah so that's why some people now some people I hear it a lot. Oh, I want to start my own brand, and I'm just like thinking my head. Okay, for one, it's very expensive to start your own brand. Okay. I'm sure the Kiana brand, it would be luxury and great and beautiful, but it would be very expensive. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm just going to jump on somebody's bandwagon. St. Regis, me, choice me, please. <laughs> Thank I'm not, you. Choice me, please. You said incentive. Choice me, please, because that's a whole nother You don't have to say in it. You just, Because you know what I look at it? When I look at just individual businesses, right, you own um, a couple of houses. You put it on Airbnb, right? You can... Put your furniture in there. You could do all these things to give the certain type to attract a certain clientele. But I, with hotels, I've just, it's just like, it's convenience, mm-hmm. it's location, mm-hmm. and it's okay. Somebody told me this place was luxurious, but I don't see any major commercials or campaigns for hotels. Like, I see a little something, like, you know, you got certain names where you're like, okay, tonight I'm just gonna go to bed, so I'm going to Hatton Inn, or today is a luxurious night, this is a date night, you better take me to the same Regis. It's different, mm-hmm. but you don't see these huge campaigns for that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like each hotel is already marketed and put into this kind of category of what they can offer and what they can make. So I'm trying to figure out how you can make more money. That's <laughs> so <laughs> the hospitality industry. I love my industry, but sometimes it can be a little antiquated and won't keep up with the times when it comes to marketing and attracting new guests. So you're right. You don't see a lot of commercials. Yeah. I think I do see more Hilton. Yeah. I've started They're trying to, to do more, more lifestyle. They're trying to do more lifestyle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to attract and then 
Hotels have what you call soft brands. And so what a soft brand is, is essentially it's like an independent hotel, but you're still taking advantage of the major hotels franchise or reservation system. So Marriott has Autograph, Hilton has Curio, mm. um, Choice has the Ascend Collection. Um, it's so many, so I don't want to get them confused. But essentially you can take advantage of that, right? So essentially, you know, you, you still have to pay the application fee. You can still kind of have your own uniqueness about it. You can kind of name mm-hmm. it whatever you want. Um, you still, the, the brands, they do have some structure, but it's not, it's a little loose, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of market a little bit differently to Got attract it. a different type of guest. Perfect. Man, this is an interesting conversation here. I don't think I was justifying your, <laughs> your interview I know, because right? it's like a lot. Well, I'm I know also that. a I'm a I used to be, I'm a consultant, so I have a consultant mind. This is just but the good thing about it is yeah. you are a consultant. Yeah. So let's just say all these people in the room today, mm-hmm. if everybody had this amount of dollars and it's I don't know sixty people, how much would the you know I'm mean, I'm a dollars and cents type of person. Mm-hmm. How many dollars does each person need to have? To say sixty people and they band together, what's next step what they need to do to come together and own a hotel? Because like you said, a lot of it can be cash flow and some of it can just be the property values and these values are going up. So it's not like $100,000 in equity. I, I would imagine if I own a hotel, I'm talking a million in equity yeah. in a couple of yeah. years. So that's yeah. the ga- that's yeah. the real game. Yeah. yeah, that's the real game. Let's yeah. talk about that. The million in equity, yeah, pay yeah. me in equity. Yeah. Pay me in equity mm. every time. Yeah, yeah, seven figure it's equity. It's a gym. Yeah, I mean, I would say minimum, you know, y'all probably can get something with the, at least if everybody put in like 20 to 25,000. Okay. Really? What can we get for if, well, exactly. 25,000 a pop? Probably like, you know, something that's like, probably like. Five to six, seven million. Perfect. And then we're, so, so really the equity play is the long, that's, that's the long haul. That's the real play when it comes to hotels. Yeah. Cause see with crop. So from my understanding, just hearing what I hear from my friends who are in residential and they look for investors, they don't really give their investors equity. They just give them a percentage in return. Yeah. Well, hotels are different. When you get investors, they get a portion of the equity. They may not get voting rights or control. That's how I structure my deals. All the investors, they Let's get talk a percentage about that. of equity. Voting rights, structure. Let's talk yeah. about how you structure like an investment group. So every deal is, is, is structured differently. I definitely recommend that you get a CPA. I'm so glad that you said that earlier. Yes, a CPA, <laughs> certified public accountant. Make sure you get that. <laughs> um, also, make, you make sure that you want to get an attorney, a hotel, Someone who specializes in that. Or and if you're looking to raise capital, look to get a securities attorney mm. um, because you do not want the SEC or the IRS coming at you for raising capital illegally. There are three letters that I do not deal with. Mm. <laughs> and I don't you don't want need to. the alphabet boys on your back. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I surely have my securities lawyer. And um, so that's what you want to do to structure because you're dealing with securities on a larger scale. Right. Mm. And securities meaning, you know, if you're seeking out a return or dividends, that's what it means when it comes to security. So typically how. How I structure my deals, um, typically raise capital from private investors, give them a, a, a equity based off their portion, um, and then give them a percentage of the profits. And so um, on a quarterly basis, and um, and then you know you get your really true value you, uh, when you sell the hotel. So then they'll get their they'll get their their full investment back. And it all it depends on the hotel too. It depends on how. So that's where I come in. As an asset manager, managing the asset to make sure that my investors come in. So if you, you know, meet anybody who is like, hey, I want you to invest in this hotel because I'm pretty sure there are going to be a whole bunch of people now. Yes. Saying I got a deal that I want you to invest in and they ain't never done anything. They don't have a team together. So when you're investing in a deal, make sure you do your research. And this is just for anything that you invest in. Make sure you do your research. You know, what kind of experience do they have? Have they ever work somebody on that team has to have some type of hotel experience because the lender won't approve it now mm-hmm. lending is tougher now because of covid let's talk about that yeah how Lend- how how's it how has the lending um been impacted by covid19 in your industry so i had one of my uh clients they were about to close on a what was it maybe about i think it was 48 million yeah 48 million dollar hotel deal and they lost their financing it was a new construction loan COVID, they missed it by 45 days because of COVID. 
Damn. Mm. Mm. Done. Now we got to restart the entire process over. Wait a minute. So there are lenders out there that's going to give you acquisition and construction on these hotels? Yeah. Yeah. And then even some you'll get, some, some will do if you can't get the full thing. I think some they'll give you, depending on your, depending on where you can find, you can find someone that doesn't, mez, a mezzanine, mezzanine loan mm-hmm. um, or bridge loan. Um, and then um, then you have folks who will cover the construction. What's a mezzanine loan? Yes. Mezzanine loan is... It's, it's like a, it's kind of help you get to that, that financing as far as for the construction. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's kind of like that. Uh, you could probably explain it better than I can. No, no, not in the hotel world. That's oh, a whole, it's the, that's, it's that's, a, that's a, well, I'm trying to, that's a whole different I'm trying world. to make sure that I don't overcomplicate that's it. That's above me. Really? Okay, yeah. anyway, essentially what a mass loan is, it's just like a, it's kind of like a, a gap to kind of, if you can't get all of your financing for construction, and so you may need like some money to kind of cover you until you get your construction because you still have other things that you have to, you know, pay for, like the mm-hmm. building and it's just sitting there. So mm-hmm. you get what is called like a, a mez loan. And so sometimes it's like, you know, some people can get the mez loan, but they can't get the construction loan. Yeah. And uh-huh. some people can't get the construction loan, some people can get the mez loan. Yeah. And so typically when you work with and but that. That is a whole, that's a whole nother level. Yeah, that's a whole nother place. Yeah, that's a whole nother, like, first-time hotel owners, they not dealing with that. And if you are a first-time hotel or dealing with that, you have a hundred, multiple hundred million dollars of real estate in your portfolio for you to be having that conversation. So how important is your experience as, you know, just an investor, period, right? Whether you're owning multi-families, because you just said a hundred million dollars worth of whatever, right? But if someone's coming from the residential and maybe they own, let's just say, 100 doors, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they own 30, 40 properties. Is it easier for them to get financing from these banks coming from that multifamily investor world, residential kind of sort of commercial versus going in down to the hospitality industry? They need to have someone on their team with the experience. OK. And the reason why it's even more crucial than that, because during COVID, experienced hoteliers lost their hotel and had to give it back to the bank. Damn. So wow. now you got this first-time hotel owner who say, oh, you know, I got like 50 doors. And the bank's like, that's great. But have you ever operated a hotel before? Right. You need to have somebody on your team, whether it's the management company, an asset manager, somebody somebody has to be on your team. Meaning when you send your, your, your information to the bank, as far as, you know, essentially like a pitch deck. For those who don't know what a pitch deck is, it's just essentially giving an overview of what's your project, who's on your team, the financial projections, you know, the competition is just giving you an over, it's just giving the bank and your potential investors an overview of, of, of your project. It's essentially telling the story to say, I can get this deal done and I can make money and pay you your money back. That's essentially what a pitch deck is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, you're giving out that's, a lot of information yeah. about this hotel game. And I know there's a lot that you're not covering right now. Oh yeah, this um, is not. This is just. This is just. This is surface. just scratching the surface. That's why I wanted to ask you. So yeah, if someone wanted to own a hotel and they have some money, like oh, I got about fifty thousand, yeah. and I want to be a part of, I at least want to get my foot in the door. Yeah, is that where you come in? Yeah, I mean, you can invest. I, you know, I don't have any deals right now, but um, if you wanted, I would say start off as a passive investor. So a passive investor is someone who and wants to invest privately, like through a crowdfund or invest through REITs, real estate investment trust, or invest privately. Um, I would start that way because um, you could start with like 50,000 or, mm-hmm. you know, 10,000, depending on the deal. And then maybe then transition to someone to active. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have more access to cash or more access to capital, because um, I've seen people who use lines of credit to invest come in with one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand because they had that line of credit to invest. So you sometimes you can use it as leverage to partner mm-hmm. where you can actually get on a deal as a GP. Right. Nice. Mm-hmm. And GP stands for general partner. And so that means you're stepping into that ownership role. Um, so that could be some ways as far as some strategies that you can get on your deal. But it goes back to your investment thesis and criteria what you really want to do. Thank you. Well, I want to say this. Man. We're about to wrap up this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was it too much? No, I want to. I get too excited. Anybody has any questions? I can tell. Ooh, this please is my get over there. So. And um, for now, while we wait for an, any any one that may have a question, we gotta ask you a rant and a gem about your industry. Okay. Because one thing about it, every industry has their rants, and every industry has their gem. So let's start off with a rant about your industry. Something that is just your pet peeve in your industry. 
can it just be an industry or can it just be a kid? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So I've been seeing a lot of this on Instagram about manifestation. Mm. You have to do the work. You oh. have to do the work. Oh. Not just put together. You have to do the work. It's just not, it's just not, you just can't say it and it'll happen. Yeah. Like, it, it drives me crazy. You have to, now you can say it. Now I do want you to say it because I say my things, but you have to speak it with convention and you have to do the work and you have to stay focused. Without, without focus, there's no such thing as manifestation. Mm. So you can't say, I'm, I want to become, you know, a millionaire, but you over there spending all your money. And you're not focused on one thing. You just, I, I just want to buy every ebook, take every class, do all this. And you're not focused on one thing. You have to follow your passion. The money will come. So many people are, just, that's a whole nother podcast, mm, I'm but, sure. Well, I, but the rant, I got that, that rant, no, baby. I felt super, that one. Yeah, I felt that it, one No, too. it just drives me crazy. So just stay with your passion. Focus on your goal. The money will come. Because people, you know, when, you know how when you go to the supermarket and you hungry and you buy the whole store? That's because you're hungry. So when you out here buying all this stuff, you hungry, you hungry for learning. So you have to take the time and focus so that we can really, that way you can make the right decision. That way you can do your research and that way you won't be wasting money and time. Mm. Go ahead. You better Thank preach, you. girl. Better. You better preach. All right, what's the gem? Give us, you, not that you haven't given us enough right. gems, but give, give us one gem, one gem, or even where to get started, one step, something. Give us a gem about your industry. Something you love about it. I do love that the hospitality industry is one of the few industries. It's a big economic driver, right, for jobs. So I'm very fortunate to be in a position where I can employ a lot of people, not only with the job, but with the career, providing benefits, Mm. you know, providing dental insurance, you know, providing travel benefits. Uh, you know, you can start off from a front desk agent and now become a hotel owner. And I'm very fortunate that I created a platform where people can they, they wanted to do it. But now that they know it's possible mm. that someone that looks like me, who's a little who 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 is brown, but they black and they're mm. not. Because usually you see a lot of people who are from the Indian community owning hotels and they're like, now nah, this sister is owning something. And, I, and so that's a, a, a gem that the hospitality industry you can start off literally from being a dishwasher and becoming a CEO. I That's love amazing. it. That's amazing. That, that is amazing. Look, so we got a question from our lovely studio audience. Introduce Hi guys. yourself. My name is Dominique. I'm here from Miami. Um, you I just came from say, Miami for this? Yes, I did. I love it. Shout out to yes, you. Thank you. <laughs> More wine. Um, I just want to say that you have opened my mind to so much more. Um, I feel like, Kiana, like I was thinking so micro, like so small. Um, And kudos to you for even owning a hotel. Like that is just, that's so bomb. Um, But my question is, would you suggest um, getting into the industry with zero knowledge? With zero knowledge? Like about the hospitality um, industry. I would definitely say do your research. There are a lot of organizations out here. Um, NAPHUD, which stands for National Association of Black Hotel Owners, Operators, and Developers. Say that again. NAPHUD. NAPHUD? NAPHUD is the National Association of Black Hotel Owners, Operators, and Developers. That's an organization. Their goal is to increase the percentage of African-Americans. AHOA, which stands for the Asian American Hotel Owners Association. They have a lot of free information. So I would say definitely do your research before you jump and make a major investment. Because, again, we just went through COVID. So some people lost money. Um, So you want to make sure that you're educated on what you're doing, because it is a very capital intensive industry. And I would hate to see that you're losing your money um, jumping into something that you didn't educate yourself on. Okay. And don't you offer education? I do. So... As we Thank wrap up this episode, girl. don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> um, I want to. I want her to talk about where you, where you, they can find you, what you stand for, um, where you, what you offer as far as your consultant um, firm and all that good stuff. Tell everybody all about you and where they can find you. Thank you. Thank you. So my, um, on Instagram at Davon Reeves. So D A V O N N E Reeves R E A V S on Instagram. Um, I have an upcoming mastermind for those who are like really serious and really related to our hotel. I have a mastermind coming up in a couple weeks, so just go to my Instagram. Where at? Because um, I'm coming. 
It's online. I need to learn about this. Yes. Yeah, this is yeah, this is about to, this is gonna be intense. You gotta do the homework. By the time you finish this mastermind, you should be able to put an LOI somewhere. Mm. Letter, I love letter that. of intent. Yeah. LOI. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, um, I have a goal to create 221 hotel owners and investors this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black. I forgot the black. So I'm I'm definitely almost there. I've created some investors. Um, who've actually invested in some hotels. I have another, have some other deals and I have a large project that's coming up. So I, I can't wait to announce it. Um, but yeah, and to, to help people um, uh, create generational wealth and wealth, for the, not even generational, create wealth for your family. I mean, create wealth for you first and then that way you can pass it down to your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. No, that's was. um my mind is still like I got so much in my brain right Look, now. This was an enlightening yeah. episode, right? Like it yeah. definitely stretched my thinking because I was just thinking multifamilies, commercials, and now you got me thinking about hospitality and really learning this business. So thank you for um, coming on the show and, and giving us um, your time and, and your intellectual property. Most thank important, you. we, we definitely you. appreciate that. So this was a great episode, guys. I don't thank know about you. y'all, man, but this queen is over here killing the game. Yes. So y'all give her a round of applause. This was great. Um, she's going to be here, so ask her questions off camera. Um, you should have been here, YouTube, but, you know, so it is what it is. But, um, yeah, so we're going to wrap this one up, right? right? So this is uh, Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MGD Mortgage Guy. And this is Kiana Watson, license number 317576. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rants and Gems show. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.